0: Welcome back. I just knew you couldn't stay away for the next episode of my story. Again, my name is Brandon Lee and this is the Black Flame Campfire. I see some new faces emerging from the trees as well. We are happy to have you. In case you forgot since last time, Lunar Equinox Part One followed Amber Reed as a man of her dreams turned out to be real in some semblance of her brother, no less. She was thrown into the world of magic, but with some rather unsettling methods by the hand of Atlas. Nevertheless, she returned to the coven and realized things are not like her old soul remembered. She's actually having trouble remembering quite a lot. What happens next? Well, you'll have to listen and find out. However, this is a little different. Today we get a look into what Amber's life was like before her run-in with Atlas. I could explain more, but I think I'll leave that to the professionals. This episode isn't in-depth, but contains mentions of a scene that may be triggering to some. As always, viewer discretion is advised. So joining us in telling the tale again would be Edgy Box, Jordan W. Anderson, Benji Maple, Minnie Boca, Kevin Kotliba, and Jake Truitt. As always, our composer Donald Stapleton will aid us in various forms of ambiance, and all that's left is you all. So, won't you join us around the fire for Lunar Equinox Part 2?
1: Thanks to Atlas, my soul had awakened. It had been a little over a century since it last happened. The 50 years before the blackout, I remember through the eyes of the others. My human vessels died or were stolen or my parents could never conceive another child after Atlas. They tried and failed. I longed to know why there was a little over a 50 year blackout. However, I feel torn. Was my life as Amber even real? I have centuries upon centuries of memories, feelings, and experiences. My connection to Amber's life? No. My life is strong. Everything is so vivid from both sides. I'm not even sure who I really am. Especially not when I think back to when these dreams started about four months ago. Okay, hear me out. John Stamos, but as a lead actor in a movie based on a Nicholas Sparks novel, I laughed lightly, pushing her as we walked. We were on our way over to Kai's, naturally chatting about nonsense, as usual. with well, it not just- mm. I think you and I have different interests, girl. We both laughed as we were approaching Kai's house, and not much to our surprise, we saw two men AND a woman seemingly doing a walk of shame down their steps and into separate cars. Kai was standing on the porch, drinking a cup of coffee.
2: Good morning, girls. It's a beautiful day, don't you think?
1: You know, not all of us have the kind of fun you do.
2: (laughs) You could, though. We live in one of the most progressive, yet still severely oppressive times. Might as well embrace life. You know, I have another friend coming over tonight. Cute little bartender from a few towns over. Should be fun.
1: I will never understand you. That's probably because you're going secretly study with Chris.
2: Oh, yes. How's Kirsten bad?
1: I blushed hard and started stuttering. I I wouldn't know. Kai raised an eyebrow and Mindy's mouth hung open. You can't be serious. Amber, are you still a virgin?
2: You're not one to talk. You had sex once in junior year.
1: Hmm. Kevin and Cameron. Hopefully that was the worst sexual experience I will ever have. We all shared a laugh. These seemingly simple interactions, they brought me so much joy.
2: So, what's the move today?
1: Uh, early lunch at the cafe. Catch an afternoon movie, and then usual hangout session?
2: I am more than down. Let me get out of these pajamas, even though they weren't slept in.
1: They gave Mindy and I a wink and went inside to change. We enjoyed ourselves like we always did. Kai and Mindy gossiped over lunch. I fiend interest and laughed at the things that actually piqued my interest, and we went to the cinema house. Guys, my treat. Hey, can we have three adult tickets to, uh,
2: Jade's Apprentice?
1: Sounds good. I don't know.
2: <laughs> of course, that'll be 1075.
1: Here you go. Thank
2: you. My pleasure. Enjoy the show. I want. Nachos,
1: We just ate!
2: Who doesn't love movie theater nachos?
1: Mindy and I shared a glance and a shrug as Kai walked into the concession line. One thing about my friends, money was never an object for either of them. Mindy was a secretary for a doctor and Kai had a surgical tech certificate and was on the waiting list for several med schools. When it came to book smarts, Kai was fantastic.
2: Guys, listen, they had this amazing deal. Two orders of nachos, a small drink, and this cute little cat pin. It all only cost about $34.
1: Kai, I, you know, I'm so glad you got your pin. We laughed and went into the theater. I used to laugh a lot. It was always really nice. I remember watching the movie when I was hit in the back of the head by what I thought was popcorn. When I turned around. There were so many people I never could have found out who did it. It would be much, much later when I learned it was Atlas, who had finally found me and made the connection. We left the theater and were walking back to Kai's when I started not feeling well. Hey, I think I'm just going to head home. I don't feel the best.
2: I am sure we will see you around town with Chris. You don't need to lie to ditch us.
1: Not everyone thinks like you do. Maybe she actually doesn't feel well. Can you make it home alright? Yeah, I should be fine. I'll text the group chat later. We hugged and said our goodbyes as my friends entered Kai's house and I continued down the street. My head was throbbing and I felt a little nauseous. When I finally got back home, my dad was reading some tabloid newspaper.
3: Hey Amber, you're home early. Did you know apparently there was another Mothman sighting? How cool is that?
1: That's pretty cool, Dad. I'm going to go lay down. Are you alright? I think so. Just feeling a little under the weather.
3: Well, I hope so. If you weren't under the weather, you'd be in space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, kiddo. Do you need an aspirin
1: or something? I shook my head in response. I'll just go sleep it off. See you at dinner. I didn't look back at him as I waddled up to my room. My phone started buzzing as I laid down on my bed. Chris was trying to call me. I let out a soft groan and laid the phone down, letting it go to voicemail. He sent a text soon after.
4: Hey, babe. Mindy told me you weren't feeling well, so I wanted to check up on you. I have practice tonight, so I can't come by, but I hope you feel better soon. If you are, maybe we could go out Saturday before my game. Keep me posted. Love ya.
1: He can be sweet if he tries deciding to respond later i rolled over in bed and tried to doze off to sleep it didn't take long my eyes grew heavier and before i knew it i was gone that didn't last very long i immediately felt as if i were falling and landed sitting cross-legged in an unfamiliar room my view of everything was a bit hazy it's what i expected people who need glasses saw whenever they weren't wearing them i looked around there was a table and a deck of strange looking cards There was a bed behind me to my right and a door to my left. There were shelves with very old-looking books, blurry trinkets, and... Were those bones? I didn't feel frightened. I felt strangely at ease. I felt a gust of wind, then there was a man in front of me. He wore what I now know was a hooded cardigan that covered most of his face. I noticed the markings on his face that lit up like fireflies, only in a bluish-green tint. If you've followed my story this long, then you know this man is my long-since-estranged brother, Atlas. I had no idea at the time. He never moved, and the cards picked themselves up and shuffled in midair. They rested back on the table after a few seconds, and three cards were lifted from the top of the deck and laid out across from me. I felt the urge to tap one, but as I did, I was startled awake.
3: Amber, wake up. Dinner's ready. Whoa. Whoa. Did you have a nightmare or something? You're soaked in sweat.
1: I jumped lightly when he spoke and gave me a nudge. I looked around. I was in my room. That dream felt so real. Dad was right. I was drenched. It was dark outside. Had I really been asleep for hours? No, I didn't have a nightmare. Maybe my fever broke while I was asleep or something. I'm going to get changed in a will down.
3: All right. I'll fix you a plate.
1: I did as I said I would. I changed clothes, decided to shower after dinner, and went down to eat. Dinner was mostly silent aside from some comments from Dad about the tabloid he was reading earlier.
3: Hmm. If the Mothman warns us of disasters, I wonder what this most recent sighting means. I really didn't believe the article they had about that half-human baby, half-alligator from the lake. It didn't really seem too real, honestly. What good is an alligator if the top half is a human baby and it has no teeth? Or there was that article about dreams, too. Something about people being able to enter others' dreams and do things with them. That one was really strange, but interesting in how it just
1: I wasn't exactly paying attention. That really might have helped me later. Go ahead we finished them. dinner, cleaned up, and I went and showered. Things were calm, in the next few days, I didn't feel sick anymore. Saturday rolled around, and I had agreed to see Chris before his game. I met up with him at the park near the gymnasium of our college.
4: Babe! Oh, glad you made it. Why didn't you let me pick you up from your house? I feel bad that you walked all the way here.
1: Oh, it's nothing. I just wanted some fresh air.
4: Suit yourself. I've been thinking about inviting you and your dad to dinner at- No, I, uh,
1: maybe we should wait on that for a while?
4: We've already been dating for eight months. And I haven't seen him in probably six. I'd say things are pretty serious between us. He can't still be mad about all that stuff from high school.
1: No, I really just think we should wait.
4: If you say so. Xander's having a party next week at the frat. You want to come along?
1: I don't know. You know parties aren't my thing.
4: Offer's on the table, babe. Sorry, I have to take this. Hey, Murph! What's good? Oh, seriously? Oh, that fucking blows. I'll send you the number of the guy that does my homework. It won't be an issue for him. Dude is like a certified genius or something.
1: Chris wasn't perfect by any means. My dad did hate him because of what happened in high school. We were just friends at the time and we were supposed to go to our freshman and sophomore homecoming together and junior prom. He had bailed on me all three times. I've been able to look past it. What can I say? I guess I'm as naive as he was.
4: I'll send you his shit now. See you at the game, Murph. Deuces. Sorry, Amber.
1: It's all right. Can we take a walk? He nodded and grabbed my hand as we strolled off through the park. I went and watched his game and cheered him on despite not knowing a thing about basketball. Afterwards, I walked home. On my way, I got a call from Mindy. Hey girl, I was talking about Sandra's party next week. Are you gonna go? Chris asked me to come, but I don't know. It's been a lot recently. We are getting close to midterms, and all my classes this semester are writing courses. Well, journalists write. It's in the job description. I know. Maybe I should have just gone into computer technology or something. You're on a full-rate scholarship because of your writing, Amber. You've wanted to be a journalist for as long as I've known you. Things should even out soon. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Look at us, all grown up still trying to escape school and family just to go to a party. <laughs> Something's never changed. I'll let you go. Night, girl. Night. By the time we hung up, I was home, and Dad was asleep on the couch. I noticed the family picture from a few years ago. I still miss Mom. She died when I was in eighth grade from an aneurysm. I went and put a blanket up for my dad and headed to bed. To my surprise, I fell asleep quickly and found myself back in that room. The same thing happened, the man appeared, the card shuffled, I tapped one and woke up. I went through the week what like usual, class homework, dinner, sleep, occasionally talking to Kai and Mindy and hanging out with Chris between classes. That Friday was the night of Xander's party, but I was stuck at home with two 10-page assignments from my lit 406 class. As I was just about to pull my hair out, only about two pages into the first assignment, Mindy texted our group chat. Can't make it to the party. My parents want family game nights as my brother just got in. Kill me, please.
2: That bites. Maybe we just kill your brother. No family game night then.
1: Kai, that's not cool. Other people have feelings too. Kai, Mindy's right. Joke or no joke, that wasn't cool. I have two huge assignments, so I won't be there.
2: Come on, that was funny. I guess I'll go myself. Maybe I can get Chris to come home with me.
1: Kai! Cut it out! (laughs) I rolled my eyes and put the phone down. I was working on the assignment for a few hours. Hating myself for reading and writing about four different articles the professor had picked out. They were bland, nothing exciting or worth my attention. We had to analyze, critique, and write a counterpiece for each. I had nearly finished the first one when another text came through the phone to the group chat. It was Kai.
2: I guess some of these basketball frat guys aren't too sharp, if you know what I mean.
1: Is that a crack on their intelligence?
2: Nope. Gotta go.
1: As I was about to type my next response, a message came through from Mindy, but I couldn't read it before my dad burst through my door. It startled me, but nothing like the fear that came over me when I found out why he barged in like that. Amber!
3: Thank God you're home.
1: Dad? What was that about?
3: (sighs) There's some party happening on campus... Apparently, a fight broke out between our team and the team we were supposed to play tomorrow. Three people were stabbed. At least one of them is confirmed dead. I just got a call from one of my buddies at the station, so I, I came home just as fast as I could. I wanted to make sure you were safe.
1: I'm sure all the color dropped from my face, and I felt like I was going to vomit. All I could think about was Chris. When I spoke, my voice was shaky as I held back tears. Dad? who died
3: I didn't get a name they said they were going to contact the family first
1: I bolted past him and down the street to Kai's house where I waited it felt like eternity but it was probably only an hour I was in such a rush I left my phone at home here I was terrified and crying on Kai's porch the fear quickly turned into relief as I saw Chris's car driving down the street and parking in front of Kai's house I ran straight down and nearly tripped as I ran over to the driver's door, swung it open, and hugged Chris tightly. Kai hadn't even had a chance to take off their seatbelt. Chris was silent and distant. Kai told me everything that happened. Turns out it was Murph who died, and Xander got stabbed and was in critical condition, and a new team member, a freshman this year, would probably just get away with stitches thanks to Chris hitting the perp with the ball bat. After the incident, things were... different.
4: Babe, what's good? You down to go grab some drinks with me and the guys?
1: I'm not feeling up to it tonight.
4: Alright. Deuces, babe.
1: I'm sure Chris was going through a lot. He watched his teammates get stabbed, one died in front of him, and Xander never made it out of the ICU. It took some getting used to, because he still cared, but he talked to me like he talked to his buddies. I think he had survivor's guilt, maybe? He would never talk about it. Even when we hung out, we didn't talk much. We would eat dinner, I would sit on my phone while he watched the game, or we would watch a movie in total silence. It became normal, so I got used to it. It had been two months since the first dream, and I've had the same one over and over. They had gotten more frequent, having had it so far 15 times over the course of two months. The next two months were slow. Midterms had already come and went. We were in the last stages of the semester, and I just needed a break. Just as I was about to call Chris, Mindy texted the group chat. Hey, r tonight, guys? I'm
2: down. I just got some new face masks, and my original, you know, to-do plans paled on me. You guys should come over.
1: I really could use this. I'll be there. Finally! It feels like forever since we all hung out. She was right. We all hadn't been together since before the incident at the party. That's what happens when you're an adult, though. Life comes up and all your friends are busy when you're free and free when you're busy. I got my stuff together considering I assumed we were going to spend the night at Kai's and went to tell my dad.
3: Uh Uh-huh. Well, have fun. Just don't be hanging around, Chris. I knew that guy was bad news before. Turns out he was a big part of what took place at that party. I don't want you mixed up with that. You have a bright future.
1: Dad, I haven't talked to Chris since you asked me to stop seeing him ages ago.
3: I just want you safe. He hurt you before, and then he got two of his so-called friends killed. I, I worry is all.
1: You don't need to. I can handle myself, you know.
3: I I know you can. I, I know you can. I just... I, I don't want to lose you, too. Have fun tonight, kiddo.
1: His voice was breaking as he said those last sentences. He never brought up mom into me. That really said something. He immediately got up and left for the bathroom. I can only guess he went so I wouldn't see him cry. Which I never had. I had heard it after mom died from their bedroom, but seeing my dad cry, that would probably break me as much as it would him. I took some deep breaths and left for Kai's. Mindy was already there by the time I showed up. I walked through the door and they were sitting on the couch and scrolling through Snapchat, which is usually how I always found them. My boss keeps wanting me to add him on here.
2: He sounds interested. He can add me.
1: He's really attractive, but I'm not as adventurous as you, Kai. Hey, guys.
2: Amber, now we can start the party.
1: I brought enough wine to knock out a horse. On top of that, I brought my stuff for manicures.
2: You always did hate feet.
1: Shut up. Wine, face mask, and manicures? Sign me up. That's my girl. Here you go. She poured me a glass of wine and Kai went to get the face mask. It was a simple endeavor. I had turned off my phone and buried it in my bag. We laughed, watched cheesy comedy movies, acted goofy with her face mask on, and went through about four and a half bottles of wine between the three of us before we passed out. Yes, we forgot entirely about the manicures, but it was just the break that I needed. I didn't have much going on outside of school for a while. The dreams kept happening, but then something changed. I started finally seeing the card that I chose. That's when I realized they were tarot cards, because every time I chose a card, it was always the tower. I learned later that this signaled change, but in a route of awakening since. Every time I saw that card, I would have an overwhelming sense of dread, as if my body might know something I didn't. It was about a week before everything in my life changed when I picked up the phone and sent a text to Chris. Hey, you know what we have been discussing?
4: Uh, which thing, babe?
1: You know, finally sleeping together?
4: Yeah, what about it?
1: Next Monday, since neither of us have class and I'm meeting up with kind Mindy that morning, we could have that evening together? I was nervous and getting more so by the minute. His response took a while for how he usually is. That was the longest 15 minutes of my life.
4: Hell yeah, we can definitely do that. I'll plan something special.
1: I sighed with relief. I didn't expect much. He isn't one for planning, but I was excited. The week seemed to drag. I got an opportunity to write an essay for a pretty well-known paper that Thursday. If it got accepted, I would have a paid internship in Europe. It perked me up pretty fast. I let Mindy and Kai know about the news and also told them about my plans Monday night. They reacted as I expected them to. Amber. Our little girl is growing up, Kai.
2: Make sure to use protection and safe words. Don't let the hunk of a jock peer pressure you. Consent is absolute. Most importantly, take pictures and give us all the juicy
1: details. Kai... There was a party Friday night. I skipped work on my essay. It had to be the best thing I've ever written. I worked on it all weekend. I only left my room to eat and use the bathroom. I didn't even touch my phone. I finished late Sunday night, submitted the finished product, and promptly passed out. The next morning, well, you've all heard that part. Tonight, I'm sitting in my room in my tent, no longer allowed to be amber rape. I miss Chris. At least, I want to. Either way, part of me loves Atlas and would kill for him, and the other part hates him for ruining my life. Despite him being my brother, or Basilia's brother, I'm still lost on what's going on inside me. However, I had an ace up my sleeve. I'll play along, and do the Equinox ritual, Basilia's soul is insistent on that. Ostara and I are the only ones that know why. Well, we have a big day tomorrow, preparation and all that, it's time for me to get some sleep. I hope you'll join me again, since you've made it this far.
0: That was a sweet look into Amber's life, don't you agree? I suppose you'll have to join us next time to see what happens with the coven. You know where to find us then, but you can also find us online. We are on Twitter at theBlackflameCF, and our Facebook is The Black Flame Campfire. Like and follow us for updates on the show and cast, interactions with fans, writers, and other podcasts, even information on other projects our actors and writers are working on. That is, if they ever do anything other than our podcast. But we love that they are here anyway, and will always show our support to them. The Black Flame Campfire would like to thank those in the cast and staff for making this possible. Most importantly, we would like to thank you, our listeners. Until next time, won't you join us around the fire?